other side of midnight. Local Spotlight. Good morrow, everyone. This is The Other Side of Midnight. I'm Frank Morano. It's Friday, TGIF. Thank God it's Friday. Thank God it's Frank. We are going to do Ask Frank Anything for the next hour. So whatever you have questions about, you could start queuing up at 1-800-848-WABC. That's 1-800-848-9222. Make them good. We'll have some prizes to give away to whomever comes up with the best question. Now, a lot of you may remember Michael Henry, the Republican that ran for New York State Attorney General last year and put up a strong showing in the race for attorney general against uh, Letitia James. The incumbent Letitia James was a strong favorite and she did win re-election, but Henry captured a better than expected 46% of the vote in a state which is heavily Democratic, New York. A lot of his campaign dealt with a stricter bail law and he had the backing of a number of police unions. Well, now, in a letter to the 62 Republican county chairpeople, he says that he wants to be the new New York State Republican chairman and uh, this is a position that is currently occupied by Nick Langworthy, but Langworthy gave it up, uh, or he's giving it up so that he can serve in Congress. There are a number of other people running to be state chairman as well. Rockland County Republican Chairman Lawrence Garvey, former Hudson Valley Assemblyman and uh, Congressional Candidate Colin Schmidt, Upstate Assemblyman Chris Tague. I have to tell you, I've said this before, but I'm going to repeat it. The person that I think the GOP should look to, and n- no disrespect to any of these people, but the person that I think the Republicans should look to is former Republican Congressman Dan Donovan. I think he's the right kind of a persona. I think he is a very good face for the party. I think he's a very good spokesman for the party. He's run for statewide office. He's been in Congress. He's been a DA, and so much of the GOP platform these days is tied to law enforcement. That's my pick. He hasn't expressed any interest in the job, but that's who if I were getting to decide, that's who I would push for. And I hope a lot of Republican leaders around the state will consider Dan Donovan. Beam me up. To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. Local Spotlight. Good morrow, everyone. This is The Other Side of Midnight on 77 WABC. I'm Frank Morano. An issue that I've been following very closely because I follow everything that goes on in Atlantic City so closely and because I really enjoy going to the beach, both in Atlantic City and in Brigantine, is all these whales that are washing up on the shores of Atlantic City and the Jersey Shore in general. And one of the most interesting theories that I've seen about this is that it is tied somehow to the sonar mapping that is a pre cursor to the offshore wind farms that are going to be installed off the coast of the Jersey Shore. And John Katsimatidis was interviewing Dr. Lindy Weilgart, who's an expert in this kind of a thing. And John brought up this, some version of this theory. This is what he said. This is what she said. I understand the rumor is, and the federal government will not allow it out, is that all these explosions they're doing underwater to put in these windmills is doing something to the whales. Have you heard that? Well, I've I've heard of the the um, um, idea, the hypothesis of it, but I would say that is unlikely because um, the uh, there, first of all, there's uh, there's no evidence of that. I have to tell you, there's a lot of really reputable people that disagree with her, and I was a little turned off at how quickly she dismissed even the possibility of this. And I texted John about this and told him I'm hearing from a lot of experts that are saying the exact opposite. Hey, yo, now, thank you. We just got some 
news from Frank Morano. Yeah. Because he did interview a few people last night. He says the woman, this woman on the whales is way off. <laughs> no one. So I don't know what the truth is, but I think we really, this is a really big problem. And we need to look at all possibilities, not just shut them down because it might lead to an inconvenient truth. And I hope the federal government considers a pause on the sonar mapping for these offshore wind farms. Beam me up. To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. Local Spotlight. Well, there is something rotten in New Jersey, and it has to do with inaccurate tallies of votes by voting machines. And apparently the latest news on this is that New Jersey election officials knew about these voting machine issues way back in November. The Monmouth County Superintendent of Elections Office was notified nearly nine weeks ago that general election votes did not add up but they didn't stop the certification of the election results. This is really wild. Belmar is one of four towns where some votes were double counted in the November election. And James Bean, a former Belmar councilman, filed a request under New Jersey's Open Records Act on November 21st, 2022, after noticing inconsistencies in his hometown election results. The manufacturer of these voting machines, ESNS, acknowledged yesterday that a procedural error during the installation of election management software in July created the problem. They say that fail-safes failed, and the internal investigation into the problems associated with ESNS and the election results was first brought to the attention of county officials in mid-December. In the race for Belmar mayor, for instance, a total of 2,512 votes were cast, but election results certified by Monmouth County showed a total of 2,823 votes cast for the two candidates. The Democrat, Gerald Buccafusco, won by 111 votes, but tallies show 311 more votes were counted than the total cast on November 8th. As of now, the Monmouth County Board of Elections plans to seek a court-ordered recount, but this is a real mess. I think ESNS, if I were running elections in New Jersey or any other state, I would think twice before using voting machines that they manufactured. And I don't know how the Monmouth County Board of Elections could have known about this in November, and yet we're just hearing about this now. Something is rotten in New Jersey. Beam me up to be continued the other side of midnight local spotlight the campaign finance figures were released yesterday and mayor eric adams raised four hundred twenty-eight thousand dollars over the last six months for his re-election and that brings his total haul to about a million dollars in cash on hand. And he already expects more than $920,000 in public matching funds when the board begins to allocate them in December of 2024. So think about that. He's got a million dollars and he's going to get another almost million dollars in December. And yet no other Democrat that's considering running, if there's anybody considering running, and no Republican has even registered with the campaign finance board to begin fundraising. This is uh, yet another example of the advantages that incumbents generally have. And I would just say to people, whether you're interested in running for mayor, public advocate, or any other office, it's getting late early, as Yogi Berra would say. And there's every city council seat up for re-election this year. 
And I would encourage you to think about running, but also if you're interested in running for mayor, and I know people like Greg Kelly have talked about running, some people talk with Curtis Lee about running from time to time, get started in terms of fundraising because the mayor already has a significant advantage. And this goes for Democrats, Republicans, and independents. It, it seems a shame that the incumbents have so much of an advantage in terms of free mail, in terms of media, in terms of name recognition, and to allow them to get off to this much of a head start is a real shame. So if you're thinking about running for office this year, next year, or in 2025, start raising money. Get started now. Don't let the mayor run up even more of an advantage. Beam me up. To be continued.